What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first ever episode of Justice for All. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a continuation of the windshield factor, so it's not like anything crazy. But um, I definitely went all out in this first episode because I, I had to bring in some of the most special guys in, in the Buffalo Bills community, period. Um, three, three of the most special guys in the, in the Bills uh, community. Uh, I, I, I love all of them. Uh, all of them are super special to me um, in some way, shape, or form. And um, I'm, I'm really honored and, and blessed to, to have these three gentlemen all with me tonight. I really appreciate every single one of them. But uh, without due, I'm going to start bringing those gentlemen on. First up is my man, my brother, Jay Spence, the king. What is my going bad. on, bro? I switched the name up on you with the vacation, Spence. That's my bad. My fault. No, man. you good, bro. You want vacation? It's all good, man. How's vacation What's good? you? Man, well, you know what? It's been short because we were supposed to be off last week and then the Brian Flores news dropped. So I was like, Joe, we got to do hump day. And then um, tomorrow I'm actually having a a guest on talking about diversity and inclusion. So I really haven't even started it yet. But hopefully after tomorrow, I can let you know how that (laughs) goes. All right, cool. You you get you some rest, bro. I know you work hard, but um, Jay Smith, the king, of course, is the host of uh, the Code of Conduct podcast. Yes, Absolutely amazing product, and he also hosts uh food. Is it food for thought? No, that's Bruce. I wish I was as good. I do uh, <laughs> <laughs> the chop up on Saturday night, chop with, up. Um, I know it's with Kristen Kimmick yeah. with Ange and with uh Sterles, Sterles for the girls from cover one. Okay, very dope, very dope. He also does uh hump day hotline with okay. my man Joe Miller. Speaking of Joe Miller. What's going on, man? How you doing, man? I'm here. President accounted for, sir. What's up? (laughs) I'm in the room. (laughs) Amazing to have you on, Joe. I really appreciate you guys for uh, joining. Uh, How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. Uh, It's, uh, yeah, I'm kind of in uh, vacation mode as well. But uh, there's a a big difference between being on somebody's show and doing your own show. The stress level is, it's not here. It's it's like... (laughs) way down here so i can i could do this every day of the week like nine o'clock just be on somebody's show like show up and talk that's easy creating content bro that's rough so i'm I'm doing great i'm doing absolutely great awesome awesome well that means uh you guys are gonna have to come on more shows then if if, you know (laughs) hey so you know you you said it not me so all right uh and he also does the overreaction podcast of course as well as time to shine uh, where he allows you guys, Bills Mafia, to call in and just talk to him, tell mm-hmm. us, tell everybody how you feel about the Buffalo Bills, and uh, and and you know he he'll talk back to you. So uh, that's a very dope product. Um, and, and and off tackle with John Fina. Don't forget that one. Can't can't forget the big tackle. cat. Uh, yeah, you can't big forget cat. the legend. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, John. If no you're worries. listening to this, man, I I, I messed up. That's that's on me. <laughs> big dog. But. But uh, you guys are uh, a really special tandem that I think are a very, very important part of the Bills community. Uh, you guys together, you do great things. Uh, you guys are a great team. Uh, you know, you look good. You sound good. You know, you, you make great product. No. You guys look good together. You know what I mean? Like, hey, no, I mean, thank you. you like it's just high praise. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Keep talking. Yeah, but- like, <laughs> need to let you intro me on my show, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but but seriously, um, I, I, I have uh, with me a guy who I guess I would kind of consider, you know, my 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 uh, 
you know, my partner in crime, if you will, as, as you guys are, you're, you know, you guys are a great team. And I feel like me and this gentleman are a great team as well. I really enjoy working with them. Um, me and him talk every day about whatever Marvel cartoons and it doesn't matter. This is my man, my main man. And it's not Friday night, but we still got superstar Jake. What is going on? Jake Jordan. Well, superstar Jake uh, is ready to come out at any occasion. Okay. And if these guys are the Legion of Doom, we are LOD 2000. Maybe not as good, but still pretty cool. So definitely something that you got to look forward to. Guys, this is an awesome show to be on tonight. There's definitely going to be a lot of good talking going on tonight. And of course, Justice isn't going to butter me up as much as these guys. But, you know, I do my own show, too. Me and Justice do our own show. Well, I was going to get to it. I know, I know, I know, I know. know. But like, uh, and of course, you know, it's a new show. But, you know, we've if, if you've been on here, you've seen us on Monday night. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is a, a continuation of the windshield factor. Of course, uh, many of you guys in the comment section uh, were here with us for the windshield factor. So appreciate you guys. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Kim, my man. Appreciate you. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, a rich in the building. Uh, stars are out tonight. Absolutely. I 100 percent agree. Um, but my man, Jake Jordan, has the full primetime slot, of course, because he does the lowdown with Jake Jordan and that drops every single Friday on the built in Buffalo podcast network, as well as first round by with your boy and our man Izzy. Uh, we do that every Friday night at nine. And uh, my man, my man, Jake is always ready. Anytime I, I need somebody to talk to about football or just whatever, Jake is always there. And uh, that, that's definitely my boy. And can I say real quick, because Jake, he, you know, he said, like, he's not going to butter me up like he did you two guys. For, I'll be honest with you. I would much rather have the title of brother and friend than, mm. like, and that's just that. that's the whole. And I'm, I'm sure Joe can can say yep. the same thing. You yep, got yep. the title there, bro. Like, you yep. won. You won. <laughs> I'm going to change my name right there or wherever, however I can point at that. It's going to say brother <laughs> and friend, no longer Jake Jordan. I love it. <laughs> it works. Absolutely. It absolutely works. Uh, but... Let's get, you know, what we're here for tonight. So we did have um, some some breaking news, if you will. Uh, today, the Buffalo Bills did hire uh, their new offensive line coach, which is going to be Aaron Cromer. Uh, he was previously the Buffalo Bills uh, uh, coach earlier, I think it was 2015, 2016. And uh, he's going to be coming back to Buffalo. So I'm, I'm going to get you guys' opinion on that, and we're going to kind of work our way up. There. Actually, just give me your whole opinion on the, the new offensive staff right now, right? We got uh, Ken Dorsey, we got Joe Brady, and now we got Aaron Cromer. And um, it's going to be a completely new look from what we had last year, obviously, with Dayball, Dorsey, and Johnson. Two new faces, and, of course, uh, Dorsey steps up to the offensive coordinator position. Uh, Jay, let me know how you're feeling about this uh, new offensive system going on. Well, Cromer was kind of the offensive line coach when I told you I first got into the Buffalo Bills when I finally was like, all right, well, I'm finally going to actually start paying attention to football. And, you know, if you ask me, I mean, the, the offensive line seemed to perform pretty well. And, of course, I've told you exactly what I think about this offensive staff. I still think it's going to be a continuation, hopefully, of the last stretch of the Brian Dayball play calling and it's going to be a little bit more balanced. It's not going to be just this all-out pass attack that we saw maybe at the beginning of the season. So just for a, a quick 
you know, refresher of what I think. I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be just a continuation of what we have seen before. And hopefully, you know, it's going to change up a little bit. Obviously, you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. But I do think that Ken Dorsey and his staff are going to be able to take that and then go forward with it and then improve on it as such. Change up a little bit, obviously. Absolutely. Um, I, I think I agree. Uh, Jay Spence, how you feel about it? I love it. I think um, just like you mentioned, top to bottom, the, the, just the changes that we're seeing in general. But if I'll start with Cromer, um, you know, the Buffalo Bills led the NFL in rushing in 2015 when he was our offensive line coach. So now, obviously, there's going to be a big difference there. We don't have LaShawn mm-hmm. McCoy. Uh, we don't have, you know, we don't have uh, Richie Incognito as our mm-hmm. left guard. Mm-hmm. And we don't have, you know, they, they had a different set of guys that we were looking at. But He's bringing that expertise back. And then what we saw towards the end of the season with Devin Singletary, I think he could, you know, I I really do think before we came live, you Justice was actually talking about how uh, Devin Singletary has some similarities that when you look at his game in LaShawn McCoy's just doesn't have that burst of speed that kind of can just burn everybody in the dust. But when you're talking about bringing back, I hate to sound like Rex here, uh, the, the idea of building a bully you know, this is what you want. You want this type of offensive line coach and that, you know, you got Spencer Brown. I think this move for Spencer Brown is, is this is how you're going to see this guy turn into an all pro, you know, tackle right tackle for the, the upcoming years. Yep. Are there any other specific offensive linemen you got high hopes for uh, with this coming change in, you know, the scheme? Me personally, I still, so I think Dion has gotten a lot better, then um, a lot of people once to still admit and, you know, like early in the season, we were hard on Dion and I don't know why um, he, he got better from COVID, but he still wasn't performing up to like, you know, the level that I guess we feel like a starting left tackle should, but he was, <laughs> and, you know, he'll give up a couple plays here or there, but everybody does. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this take him from pro bowl left tackle to all pro left tackle. Like I I'm getting to the point now where I want to start seeing pro bowl in front of my bills name. So, you know, shout out to my man, Jordan Poyer, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want, I'm ready to see that on the offensive line now. Like let, let's get, let's get Dion that at those accolades as well. I think he can do it. I mean, he made the pro bowl this year. I think it might've been a surprise to a couple of people, but he did it. And um, so he, he played well down the stretch as well. Um, Joe Miller, what, what's your thoughts um, on just the new offensive system going on? So I find the whole situation intriguing <clears throat> as it pertains to just history and what we've seen. Is it, you know, I, I'm the guy that came out, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, I think on a Monday, and just it, it was when the, the Ken Dorsey conversation about him going to potentially the Giants and following Dable was big. And I said, you know, it, I misspoke, I overstated, and I said it's been widely known, widely known that there's been tension between the offensive coaching staff and McDermott. And I was basing that off of just stuff that I had heard from the inside and also the stuff that we've seen in public, which was McDermott coming out and saying, you know, we're on the same page. And for any of you that are here that are married, if, if your wife says we're on the same page, it most assuredly means you're not like you're not on the same page, or at least you weren't 10 minutes ago. You might be now, but you weren't 10 minutes ago. So for me, Dorsey coming back, I think speaks a lot about because we know he had opportunities and he opportunity he had opportunities in big markets. It wasn't just the Giants. He, what he's bringing to the table, I mean, he's a quarterback. He's, he came from a quarterback's coach. Dable is kind of his guy. I don't share Jake's uh, kind of enthusiasm over somehow this is going to be a more balanced offense, especially with Joe Brady. Joe Brady, the problem Joe Brady had is he was in college 
with all those all that elite talent around him and it was a throwing machine and he got to Carolina probably a little early after one year right in the college ranks wanted to throw the ball around the yard and Matt Rule wasn't having it Matt Rule wanted to be a little more conservative um so I think he's more of a fit to what we've been used to seeing with Brian Dable for me Bobby Johnson his time was done here uh you know Cody Ford, like there's a lot of guys. There's just a there's a there's a lot there for me that hasn't been developed. Like this is this is where we what sort of looking for. This is where we run into issues as content creators because we're not inside that locker room. We don't know what the coaches want. We don't know what McDermott wants. We don't know what Dable wants. We don't know why they were trying to play a zone in a wide zone when they're clearly better fit for pin and pull, which we saw at the end of the year when they finally committed to it and said scrap this nonsense. After it didn't work last year, they finally scrapped it and like they became productive. I'm kind of glad that Bobby Johnson is gone. I'm excited for Aaron Cromer. I'm excited to see what he can do. Hopefully he can put the pieces together and use this team for what it is. But I'm not necessarily sure that this means balance is coming to Buffalo. And to be honest with you, with Josh Allen as my quarterback, I don't want balance. I want efficiency. Jay Spence will tell you that. We want efficiency on the ground, but I don't need balance. 60-40? No thanks. 55-45? No thanks. 70 30 let's do that and i'm with you joe i don't think this spells balance and and just to back up to your point about brady uh when you're looking at him in in carolina i don't even know if it was necessarily that rule was like no you're doing too much in the air i think obviously cam newton just wasn't cam newton of of old days if he had if he had a quarterback there with an arm i think we would have saw him air that thing out so the fact that we have josh allen who can do both and the fact that we now are starting to see, like, you, like you're talking about, the, the difference in the running game towards the end of the year and in the playoffs, I think it's going to play to both sides of what he can do well. And yeah. with this offensive line coach, I agree with my man A. Rich in the comments there. He said he, he thinks Cromer is an upgrade over Bobby Johnson. So when you have – he absolutely is. So when you have um, a better offensive line coach with better <laughs> offensive line play, your running game is going to be better. But then you bring in a guy who – this is the reason why everybody loves Joe Burrow, because right. this guy was saying, no, let's go out there and air this thing out. We're going right. to throw it as much as possible. And I think that's what we're going to see from Joe. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it now. I know it's early and everybody probably wants to jump on this bandwagon. Uh, but but this is the year that Josh is actually going to get MVP. I'm not going to call Super Bowl. I'm not going to. But he's going to put up the numbers. He's going to come out angry because the Josh Allen that we saw for the last three weeks th- that he played. That's the Josh Allen that we're going to see for the most part of the season. Now, we might have some moments where he forces it. <laughs> don't put that behind him because well, he's know. so it's hard. It's different now. It's different. He set it's a new different. ceiling. He set a new ceiling for himself and a new floor. I mean, it's different. Which is, yeah. which is yeah. the problem. It's, it's a good thing and it's the problem at the same time. When, when, like, now you see Josh play on this level for three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, this is Josh that we expect. So right, now right. internally, if if the offense isn't clicking that way, you're going to see, I guarantee it, you're going to see Josh just going to come out and be like, no, we have to be that offense that we were those last three. And it just, it just might be too much. But I, I really, I'm just, I really think that this is the year that Josh gets that MVP. I'm just hopeful because I apologize. I'm real, just hopeful real. that we see, we see him hitting the guy in the flat. I'm hopeful like they started to turn the screen game on towards it. So where Josh was willing to take that, those checkdowns, those underneath. I don't mean that. too much sometimes, but I don't mean the screen. I don't mean the screen. I, I mean, when it comes down to it, where like when, when the team isn't clicking, like we feel like they should is when he's going to say, you know what? I, the Tampa Bay game mm. where he said, you know what? I'm going to win this damn game by myself. And he mm. almost did. 
he, yeah. he absolutely yeah, almost yeah. did. Yeah. But you're going to have times when you're our, our schedule next year is not a cupcake schedule. No we're playing top talent throughout mm. the entire season. You do that against the wrong defense. And guess what? We're going to go home and everybody's going to be on this platform and everybody's going to be on rumblings and fanatics and, and cover one. And we're going to be talking all this shit about Josh Allen. That's <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I cuss on here? My bad. My bad. No, <laughs> but, but real quick, real quick, Jay Spence. So I have this annoying ass train in the back of me, right? So I decided why not be creative with it, right? So now, whenever, and Jake could tell you, he hears the train all the time. It's third down. Uh, whenever we hear the train. It's third down. Third well, down on, on this show, is hot take. And since Jay Smith was talking, I need a hot take from you. Oh, well, I mean, I guess the, the, the MVP isn't a hot take. That's a hot take. No. no you don't think no? Josh Allen is the best the quarterback in the league. He, he, MVP okay. is expected. Mm-hmm. All right, so well, if if I got to go with a hot take, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna say Josh Allen. Not only will he win MVP, he's gonna lead the league in yards and touchdown passes. Nice. Not the combination of touchdown passes and runs. I'm not talking, about, but touchdown passes. He's gonna lead the league in that and yards. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, I, I I know how you feel about Josh Allen. I feel like that's a little safe. But all right, I, I'm gonna let slide. I look because, bro, I'm right there with you. I keep trying to tell people this is the most talented MFR we've ever seen in the league's history, and they don't the want to listen. Like, so most, I know how you feel about Josh Allen, so I feel like that's a little safe. But I'm, I'm gonna give it to you. Okay, I'm gonna give it I, I tell you what, because you're right. No, because because Joe got at me one time on Hump Day. He was just like, "What, dude? You're going too hard." I was like, "No, I felt like I feel like we have the best quarterback in Buffalo Bills history on our roster." That was that and was of that course was, that was early 2020. No, no, I'm not saying you're saying it now. Yeah. I'm not saying you're saying it now, but I felt like that for a long time. Yeah, like yeah, I've yeah. been saying like, yeah. "Yo, Josh is the mm. best quarterback to wear a Buffalo Bills uniform in history," and, and I feel like that. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it a step further than since that's where you at. I'm going to say Josh Allen is going to lead the league in passing yards and touchdowns, and he's going to edge out Lamar Jackson for most rushing yards by quarterback next year. He's going to get the trifecta on these boys. That's what's going to happen. Give my man the triple-double next year. That's a hot take. Love that. I'm with it 100%. Let's get that. All right. You'd be surprised Uh, how many people on Twitter are still like, no, Jim Kelly is still a better quarterback than Josh Allen's been. I'm like, all right, all right, come on. Better's tough. We don't want to go down that road, but better's tough. No, we don't. Jake Jordan. Jake Jordan. If the Bills uh, go to free agency, is there a running back that you would want specifically? My man, uh, Ryan Thomas, has a question. All right. So we we talked about this on Friday. And you you obviously know that, you know, there's guys out there that they said like Melvin Ingram. And I was like, I don't necessarily think, and I know I said balance earlier in the show, but what I meant is kind of like more efficiency. So like when I go to it, what are the Buffalo Bills really going to do? I feel like they like what they have in Singletary. And I don't know if you really need to go out and spend big money on like a guy, unless you can get him for the cheap. Like, I, I don't think, and see them doing that because there's other areas on the team that they could use and allocate money to. So they've got Singletary. I mean, I know they still have Moss, whatever you want to think with that, but I could still see them going out. And I put that name out there. I said, Dearness Johnson. That's a guy who I think is going to be a dog. And we've seen what he could do when he was given the opportunity. And people can be like, you know, whatever, like some people downplay that, but I'm like, look, when he got the opportunity, he took it. And I think that's a guy that you could get on the cheap, Bring him into your team, and he's going to be competition. I think he easily 
just from what he showed, probably beats out Zach Moss and whoever we have as our third running. He could easily be running back two, and you don't got to spend that much. And if Singletary went down, you know what he's able to do and did this season when plugged into a system that if he has the blockers in front of him, he can take advantage of it and absolutely light teams up. So I think that Dearness Johnson is a good free agent option for the Bills, and it still leaves them money to be able to go put money in places where they actually need to be spending it, where I don't think they really think that running back is that huge of a need. Well, I mean, uh, okay. Let me, okay. We, we got to get like our sides together. Right. Because I don't, I don't really know who is on one side of the fence here. Okay. So I am of the opinion that Derek, I'm sorry, that um, Devin Singletary should just be our like, workhorse running back not necessarily workhorse but like he should be the only running back on the field when he's you know healthy and 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 you know what i mean he's not exhausted or something like mm-hmm. that from being on the field too much then okay give him a blow but i think he should be on the field whenever we need a running back on the field so uh joe miller let me let me hear your opinion on our running back room do you feel like Devin singletary is the guy or are you trying to see more competition come in for a committee so I like Devin Singletary. I like any guy that can make a dude miss in a phone booth. Um, there's something about what he can do in space. I mean, I found myself, and, and if you listen to my show, you'll I think I said it on one of the last ones I did, just that I, I you know, I would catch myself with Singletary in space, just yelling, like, make him miss, and he would. You know what I mean? That's what we do, right? When we watch football, we yell at the TV. Mm-hmm. I like Singletary, and I, I think I said this with Spence on the, hump, the last Sunday hotline. If, if Devin Singletary had speed, he'd be the best running back in the NFL, one of the best running backs in the NFL. He just doesn't have the wheels. Uh, he, he has the motor. He just doesn't necessarily have the wheels that are required to go with the motor. Um, I have a feeling we're going to find ourselves potentially in a very similar situation in the running back room that we're in in the quarterback room, which is I don't know that – I mean, we know that – we know that Breed is gone. Antonio Williams, if I'm not mistaken, is gone to the Giants, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, there's a good chance that Zach Moss might not be on this football team either unless they can figure out some way to get him to work with this offensive line. I don't think it's a Zach Moss problem as much as I think it's just not a fit what the Bills were trying to do from the running back room with that offensive line. Just It wasn't working think, at all. Do you think he'll fit better with uh, Aaron Cromer? I don't know that answer. Uh, I'd be ignorant if, and, and I'd be talking out the, my bunghole if I if I acted like I knew what I was talking about. And I don't know what Cromer, I don't know what his bend is. I don't know. I don't know if he just coaches to the the, the guys that he has. I don't know if he's going to try to fit or force a system on them. I don't know if it's a situation where Dorsey's going to want to do something like I want to play this offense and this run scheme, which is largely what we've seen over the last couple of years. They've wanted to be a wide zone team. They're not a wide zone team. They don't have the horses to be a wide zone team. They've got a pin and pull team. We've talked about it already. As far as the running backs go, I wish that Naheem, Naheem Hines was available. Um, I don't believe he is. I'm pretty sure he got re-signed by the Colts, but that's the kind Marlon of guy Mack? I want. What's that? What Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack isn't bad. You know, Naquan <clears throat> Barkley's out there. They're talking about him being available, and that was on Twitter today, too, and a lot of people are like, I don't want that guy. It's like they, the they, price, they, the there was actually right. some – dispute against the the source that uh, oh that gotcha gotcha yeah. now that's a dream world saquon barkley right but get me a guy that's got some speed and can find a hole and squeak through it so i've got a true one-two punch in the backfield um give me a guy that compliments devin singletary versus a guy that just doesn't if that makes sense right okay. that's that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at but i think they're going to find themselves 
just like the tight end room. I think the tight end room is going to be the same thing. Tight end, wide, uh, running back, and quarterbacks. I think we know who the, the three guys are, and then after that, we'll see. All right, Jay Spence. So, first of all, I, I want to get your opinion on if you think Devin Singletary should be the guy or do you like the idea of a committee? And then after you give me your opinion on that, I need to know how you feel about the possibility of Saquon Barkley coming to Buffalo because I am of the opinion that Joe Shane is a sleeper agent that Brian Dayball hired to go out there (laughs) and run another team so that we essentially have double the assets, right? So, because I've never heard of Joe Shane before. I'm just going to be honest. And I, I, like, I live in breathe Bills football and I never heard of that man so I but um so I, I need your opinion on whether you think Saquon Barkley would be worth bringing to Buffalo making the attempt to bring to Buffalo um well I mean there's always it's Saquon right so it's like when you when you know who Saquon is and you and you look at who he's been as a when as when he was first coming to the league when he was healthy it's like yeah if we can get that Saquon absolutely sign me up every day of the week um, my concern is i don't know if we'll ever see that saquon again so my thing is with with the the number that he's going to he's going to hit some team's cap and i don't know if i want it to be the bills it's too much to put into a guy who might not be available and you know we always say the best avail- the best ability is availability he hasn't been available he just hasn't so as much as i think he's a beast and and i agree with my man a rich i understand like yo if he's available i'm all in on it okay but what if we get him and, and he's eating up that 18 million dollars a year and he only plays three games that's not what i that's not what i'm looking for as far as devin singletary i think what we saw from devin singletary to end out the season is is what you want to build on going forward but I, I can't say that i'm i'm sold on devin singletary being a workhorse back he's smaller um he he's not he's not what shady was i know we try to compare him he's not shady um, I'm more of the, and I also saw in the comments, they said, like, please God, no free agent running backs. I want Cordell Patterson. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I'm at. Um, now, before we went live, Joe's like, yeah, but he's hitting that age too. He's going to fall off a cliff. Very, very true. The thing when it comes to, for me, when I look at Cordell Patterson, he hasn't exclusively been used as a running back for his career. So when you're looking at the running backs get beat up and then when they hit 30, they kind of fall off the cliff. He hasn't been used like that. He's been a punt returner and a kick returner. Maybe Fred, a wide receiver here and there. Fred Jackson. Now he's Fred Jack, yeah. Jackson. That's late, late in life. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so now if it like if you're gonna dedicate to a running back position, and then again, we're, Joe mentioned all these screens that now we're seeing the team trying to throw in at the end of the season, and what we hope mm-hmm. they're gonna do. You give a guy like Josh Allen, a guy in the backfield like Cordero Patterson, who can also do screens or go out. He can just go out wide. So, so really, you can have the same guys on the field without. The, the defense being able to really understand what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Now, my dream is to get IMAC back as well, McKenzie. But mm. but however you look at it, you put Josh Allen with Cordero Patterson in the backfield, and that's nightmares for any linebacker. That's nightmares for any safety that's trying to come up for run support. That's nightmare. You you don't nobody want to tackle those two. Any defensive end trying to decide who's going to get the football. Give me, <laughs> right. give me, mm-hmm. give me. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I absolutely agree. Uh, Cordell Patterson would be absolutely disgusting in his offense. And then if you also were able to retain Isaiah McKenzie, oh, my God. See, uh, that's that's how I feel about Joe Brady, obviously, was the offensive coordinator that uh, led LSU to that national championship. Now, my thing here is you have Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 
uh, Justin Jefferson. There was one Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, yep. On the same offense, and all those guys go on to be top fifty and four out of the five top twenty NFL players in their first two seasons. Is that all like is you just have an abundance of talent or did you really just, you know, bring the best out of those guys? But then I think about it and I'm like, well, Bills have an abundance of talent. We have the most talented human being that has ever played quarterback in this league. Right. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I'm like, OK, you know what? I taught myself back into it and, and I'm, I'm happy with it. All right, guys. So <sighs> the Super Bowl is coming up. Right. We got the mm. Bengals versus the Rams now. Those Bengals were able to do something that the Bills were not. The Bills have won 10-plus games, 13 games even. The Bills have won home playoff games. Mm -hmm. The Bills have went to AFC Championship games. The one thing they have not been able to do is get past Patrick Mahomes and those Kansas City Chiefs. Even when Josh basically won the game twice and handed it to the defense on a silver platter, the Buffalo Bills were not able to get the job done. The Kansas City Chiefs did it in the first attempt. So my question to you, gentlemen, and I'm going to start with Jake. Is there – who's the biggest – because the Kansas City Chiefs no longer – their dynasty is no longer in play, right? They only won one. They, mm-hmm. the, the, the clock is reset, right? So who's the biggest dynasty threat? Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. Jake. Okay. So obviously we all like to stomp on the chiefs and be like, you know, their dynasty's dead. They can't, I, I still think that they're a team that is going to be in it every single year. And you're going to have to talk about them. It's not like, Oh, their dynasty's dead, whatever. Like it's, it's down to two. I think that the bills are one of those teams where you look at it and they just haven't hit that hole yet, where if they did get through that hole, and got to one, I think they have the potential probably more than the Bengals just based off of what we see and with the coaching staff from top down and everything in the organization that I think they have more potential that when they finally get past that last barrier to be able to explode in every single year, be like the person that everybody's looking up to, kind of like how the Chiefs have been, even though they haven't really won the big one every single year. So I, I think that the Bills, and this isn't just me being a homer, but it's just kind of thinking organizationally and with the team-wise. Like, both of these guys got special guys back there, and, you know, they can build teams around them. They've got special players and everything. But I'm not quite sure if anybody's going to be as, like, explosive as the Bills could be once they finally get past that hump. But to say they have to get past that hump first, so, you know, it's this is kind of a question where you can like you can't go wrong either way because all these teams are super talented and every single year they could be jumping over each other. Uh, but the Bengals have a chance to start it, obviously, this weekend. But, you know, just in my opinion, obviously, it's my opinion. I think that the Bills, once they get into that position, I think have a better chance to be a dynasty which is a hard thing to do man like it's 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 a hard thing to win and then continuously win that thing every single year so but i i I think that the bills probably just organizationally all the way down to all the players and personnel have the better chance to be a dynasty so you think it's just the 
the makeup of the entire Bills organization from owner yes. down to the, the lowest scout in Waterboy, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so okay. Yeah. all right, there. Uh, Jay Spence, what's going on? Um, I think for me, I, I, I have to be fair with it, and, and I'm going to say the Chiefs. Um, I, I'm not sold on the band, and I, I get it. It's going to sound like I'm a hater because they're in the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but I, there's a big part of me that when I watch the Bengals and I go back and I watch the film of the games that they've played in the playoffs, it just doesn't feel real. Like it doesn't feel like they were the better team any of those games. Like it just didn't feel like they were dominating. So I just don't know if this is sustainable, and which is the reason why, if you're if you're into betting and all that stuff, this is the reason why the Rams are favored because you know it's just certain things that you watch that like okay, can they keep winning this way? And Joe Burrow's the man. So don't get me wrong, Joe Burrow's the man, but they have to get an offensive line for him, and um, and just just some other things that has to happen in order for Kansas City to, I mean, for in order for Cincinnati to really push forward here. Um, as far as the Bills, I'm going with Jake. It's, you you have to beat. You have to beat the Kansas City Chiefs before we can have that discussion. And the Kansas City Chiefs, I know, obviously, they're not in the Super Bowl this year, but they've made it to the AFC Championship game now, what, four years in a row? They made it to a couple Super Bowls in a row. They won one. So and if you're going to talk about dynasties right now, they're probably one of the most winningest franchises over the last five years. So yep. I can't I can't be disrespectful to that as much as I would like to be. And, I, you know, I get my jokes off and I go hard at them, but I got I to gotta go with the Chiefs here. Now, before before we get to Joe Miller, um, I, I get that. I'm, that makes sense, absolutely. But the last two years, we have seen the Kansas City Chiefs offense choke in the biggest moment, the biggest game of the year, respectively, mm-hmm. right? Uh, whether it be the Super Bowl, their offensive line just totally got outmatched. It was it was it was bad, like to watch. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, to be fair. And I, I'm, you know, I, I do say I do think Josh is better, but I'll give Flowers what they do. He was making some crazy accurate passes that seemed impossible in that mm-hmm. Super Bowl. It was, it was absolutely nuts to, to witness. But they again, whether he played well, Josh had the the best offseason, postseason, excuse me, second best postseason in NFL history, but he didn't win. So it doesn't matter how well you play if you guys don't win the game, right? Uh, and then obviously this last game last week where Patrick Mahomes did not look great in the second half of that game, and neither did the Kansas City Chiefs offenses as a whole. Does that if you're if you're a Chiefs fan on a scale of one to ten, how concerned are you that your offense is just is this still on me or is this a joke? Yeah, Jay Spence. Yes, yeah, if I if I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I'm a little nervous. Like actually very nervous. The the reason being is it, I know a lot of times on Twitter, we always talk like, well, the, the, the cap is really just a myth. It's a myth. I promise you it's catching up. <laughs> like I promise you it's catching up. Just like just it's catching up for the bills. So so when you when you're looking at this contract they gave Patrick Mahomes and you're gonna look at the talent that they can't re-sign, they can't keep guys because they paid him and Jones and they're paying all of these guys on both sides of the ball, at some point you're not gonna be able to extend Tariq Hill. You're not gonna be able to extend uh, you know, so when you're when you're le- when you're gonna miss out, then you're gonna depend on drafting. Now, can Andy Reid draft? We've seen him draft pretty well throughout his career, but is it going to be Tyreek Hill for his first season? Is it going to be uh, Travis Kelsey for his first season? And then that sugar high Josh that we used to talk about, that everybody everybody else used to say put on Josh, I've been making sure I put that on, 
on Patrick Mahomes. When you're making those same horrible decisions in the fourth mm. quarter or overtime, Talk sugar about high. So, mm-hmm. so if, if this is the quarterback that I'm getting now, and I, and I don't, he's not being blanketed or protected by, um, you know, two all pro receivers and an all pro tight end and an all pro left tackle and an all pro, if he's not being protected by that, because now you can't afford them, is this the guy we're going to get for the rest of his career? Mm-hmm. And if so, now you're living with the Brett Favre thing. Like, okay, either he's going to, you know, he's going to throw the game away with an interception or he's going to win it on a crazy throw. So, you know, it's 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 the gift and the curse. If I'm a Bills fan, I feel more confident, like Joe was saying earlier, that jo- that Josh is is reaching a new level to where he's understanding the game and he's not going to give the game away. I'm I'm a little worried if I'm Patrick Mahomes fans. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. And and another thing is Josh Allen is the only quarterback. Well, yeah, no, no, I stand on that. Out of this new batch of quarterbacks, where it's it's like. Oh, um, you know, the Allen, I'm sorry, the Herberts, the Burroughs, the Lamar Jacksons, the Pat Mahomes and and the Josh Allen. Right. They say this is the new generation of quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, to a lesser degree, Josh Allen is the only one that had to get it out the mud. Everybody came in with mad weapons, mad ways to display their talent. I I tell people all the time, Josh Allen was five and five his rookie season in games that he started and finished. So. I got to believe that if Josh Allen is healthy that whole season, there's an opportunity. I'm not saying we would have made the playoffs. There's an opportunity for that season to have looked a lot better than it was. We were six and ten that year. You, you, you think year. More, you think more better, more of that offensive line and that wide receiver core that than Spence and Joe, I do. That <laughs> offensive line was hot garbage, and Josh got five dubs out of it. Yeah, not 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 of the nine guys, only seven of or only two of them were in the NFL. The league after. Yeah, so, it was it was it was absolutely the year after, in the league the year after my bad. And yeah, and, and you would see Josh just running for 90, 98, 99, 103 yards if he had to, and he was getting dubs. So Josh was uh, Josh was a flawed quarterback in two thousand. He was absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm he not saying didn't he wasn't. trust his offensive line. He didn't trust his wide receivers. He hit his back. He didn't even hit his back foot sometimes. And he Did was he just have anybody that was worth trusting. <laughs> no, anybody that was worth trusting. But 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 it also it also spoke to who he was as a quarterback. As a quarterback, he wasn't prepared to to, to go to the Chiefs and be there with Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill and these guys that they had. He wasn't Pat Mahomes. That, that doesn't necessarily here. where he was. So if if I'm going to answer this behind Alex Smith. Yeah, if I'm going to answer this question, you're missing a quarterback, and you said it. Justin Herbert needs to be in this mix. If we're talking about, because I'll be honest with you, I was a little disappointed. I haven't watched a lot of Joe Burrow games. I was told that Joe Burrow had the arm talent of Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and obviously Patrick Mahomes, and he doesn't. Uh, his arm is nowhere even close to Herbert and Allen and the Mahomes, obviously, you know, the things that Mahomes does. For me, this this question of a dynasty threat is is weird because and, – and I don't know that I'm, I'm going to have a popular take with everybody because I don't know that the Bills – the problem with the Buffalo Bills is they enter these football games against the Chiefs, to Spence's point, the team that we're supposed to beat or that we need to beat, and they play scared. The yeah. Bengals had nothing to lose. They were playing with house money. Second-year quarterback, didn't finish the season last year. We're not supposed to be here. 26th-ranked uh, pass defense in the NFL. You know what? We're going to throw caution to the wind, and we're going to do whatever. The Bills should have gone into that football game that I got to go to and just allowed the offense to just do whatever they needed to do and allowed the defense to do whatever they needed to do, and they didn't. They overthought it. They put Levi Wallace one-on-one with Tyree Kill, dropped the safeties back 30, 35 yards. It was a joke. So for me, it's Hey Kool-Aid all day long. It's literally Andy Reid. Hey Kool-Aid is the best. Zach Taylor, you want to talk about a, a head coach 
his first season, Zach Taylor looked lost as the head coach of the Bengals last year. And this year he did a much better job to the point of saying, like I said, you know what? We got nothing to lose. I need to see a little bit of, we got nothing to lose from Sean McDermott against the Chiefs. We got nothing to do but put our chips all in the middle of the table versus this whole whatever it is they're trying to do in the playoffs two years in a row. Right now it's the Chiefs. It could be the Bills, but I need to see a getting over the hump. I need to see Sean McDermott define himself a new ceiling the way that Josh Allen has before I'm ready to crown the Buffalo Bills. Do I think it's the Bengals? Probably not. It's going to be the Chiefs. The problem is with this whole conversation is Joe Burrow is going to sting you. Justin Herbert is going to sting you. Patrick Mahomes is going to sting you. All of these guys are going to be able to knock you out of the playoffs at any given moment. It's going to be fun for the next 10 years. And by that, I mean, it's going to be frustrating. <laughs> Especially when yeah. we're one of the teams with a good quarterback. Now we got to have five generational talents all in the same conference. That's That's got to be annoying. But I mean, the bill, I'm sorry, the, uh, the, uh, Bengals are going to Super Bowl. Uh, they're going to play the Los Angeles Rams in that Super Bowl in Los Angeles. The Rams have maybe like six or seven Hall of Famers on their roster at this very moment. And it's just the, the Bengals had two wins last year. So this game, it, it really should go one way, but the Bengals really were touted. They were expected to lose really almost every game so far in this playoffs, and they won it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, what, what do you think the, the Bengals are going to do uh, in the Super Bowl? Okay, so I thought that it was actually a really good point that Joe brought up is that, you know, they were playing with house money. And this game almost feels like that again. They're Agreed. in this game and everybody's just picking the Rams to win. They're like the Rams. They're going to blow them out. The Bengals shouldn't be here. But I'm not here for it. I Again, I'm a huge proponent for any given Sunday. You never know what's going to happen. And I know it's a cliche, but I do expect, like, I, of course, I want the Rams to win. I think that the Rams should win. The Rams built this team to win this game. Like, th- this is their, they need to win this game. And something inside of me is, you know, just, tugging at the back of my head saying, Hey, you know, don't go full on Rams. Don't, don't say that because something is telling me that the Bengals have something in there, but you know, then the part of me that looks at, okay, matchups and stuff like that. I go, the Bengals haven't seen this kind of defensive line. They haven't seen it with guys on there that I believe Floyd has like nine and a half sacks. Vaughn Miller, of course he was the super, he was super bowl 50 MVP Dude has been on this type of stage before, and he has skins on the wall. So this guy obviously has played in this game before. And then you got Aaron Donald, who everybody already wants to crown as the best defensive player in the history of the NFL. I don't think he is. Yeah, I agree. I feel like you don't crown those people until they finish their career, but I could see how no. he's definitely <laughs> he is he's definitely that guy. So I think that when it comes to this yeah. game, that this Bengals offensive line has held up just enough to get them there, but I do not think that they have seen a force like this. But again, I can't full out say that the Bengals can't do it. But I think that this Rams defense should be able to keep control of this Bengals offense a little bit more than some of the other ones that they have faced this postseason. And I think that the Rams should get this dub. And I really want Matt Stafford to get one because I think this is the game that he truly needs to cement Mm. himself as 
a guy that you know maybe deserves to go to can. So hmm? not I'm not in on that one. You're not you're not in on that one. I'm I mean, not in on Matt Stafford going can. No. After next uh, season, he'll be top ten in, in passing uh, yards and touchdowns. So. Listen, Jerome Bettis is in. We had a whole lot of mediocrity in the in the in the NFL pro the hall football of pretty fame, good. but but to me, yeah, the hall of pretty good. So I yeah, I'm not in on the Matt Stafford one. That right. if you guys are there, that's good, but I'm not there. It's, it's <laughs> rough. It's rough because Matt Stafford, you know, he he put up the numbers and he you saw the things from him that makes you understand that he's a good quarterback. You sure. Know? It's the same thing. The the Lions and, and I'm not gonna go because I love them and you know it's a they're like our sister town and all that stuff. <laughs> but the thing is like it's the same thing that happened with Barry Sanders. Like Barry is a Hall of Famer and he yeah. should be and he Calvin Johnson a, a Hall of Famer. You know like Calvin Johnson because <laughs> those guys really are like that. And I think yeah. Matt Stafford is really like that. But when you're just part of an organization that you're just Stinks. You know, it's, it's just, it just it makes it really rough to really look at him with true non-biased eyes and say, yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Because you feel bad. You almost want him to be a Hall of Famer to win mm. at something, you know, because right, that right, team right. sucks so bad. <laughs> but but I'm going to answer the question, though. I'm going Rams. I'm shouting my man out. You know, OBJ is on my wall here. It's only mm. a certain he's the only one in, in a football uniform that doesn't have on Buffalo Bills <laughs> colors right there. So I'm going with my man this weekend, man. I, he He got to get one. He got to get one. You think you think you also you want the Rams to win specifically just because of OBJ or is there any? Well, no, I think I think they're I mean, I think they're the better team top to bottom. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like like you mentioned, I think Jake just said they were built for this game. Like they put the whole roster together for this weekend. So, you know, when you're going into it with that mindset and they're adding pieces and, and you're getting I mean, they're getting play from guys right now that is just it's incredible to see what they're doing. And um Matt Stafford, like we already talked about, I think he's big time. I think he played on a team that just didn't support him properly. There were years, when I tell you years, I prayed that the Buffalo Bills would try to make a trade for Matt Stafford. If we would have had Matt Stafford as opposed to the EJ Manuals or as opposed to mm-hmm. the uh, – mm-hmm. name the last five quarterbacks before Josh. You give me Matt Stafford with Stevie Johnson and, and you know, like you give me Matt Stafford with, with talented wide receivers – you give me Matt Stafford with freaking Sammy Watkins that first year. I love Tyrod. Shout out to my man Tyrod. But year one, Sammy was different. It doesn't hold yeah. up. You, it, it, I agree with you. If if he's going to be better than every every quarterback we've had, but mm-hmm. he had Calvin he Johnson. He had Megatron. He had the Even best wide receiver who potentially ever. Who, 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 still was damn stats. good with Marvin Jones. Go look Jr. at his stats every single year. Look at his stats yeah. after after Megatron left. He put up the stats. The defense and special teams on that team was horrible. The coaching has been sure. horrible. But that is not Matt Stafford. It had been horrible here too. I just I don't know that he puts us over the hump as far as that goes. I mean, it's just. Man. I, I, I agree with uh, Ryan Thomas said that if he wins two Super Bowls with with the Rams, you were probably having a different conversation about him. That window's going to close fast. The Rams oh, yeah. are going to be the first it's bought over the first the first bought mm-hmm. Super Bowl ever in the NFL. The Redskins have tried it. The Eagles have tried it. So many teams have tried to buy a Super Bowl, and it's not worked. If it works this year for the Rams, it'll be the first time ever, and that window's going to close in a hurry. So, so it'll be. So you think the Rams are going to win it then? Yeah, if for me, I've got my, my money would be on the Rams. Not to mention, I don't want to hear people. I don't want to hear K. K. Adams talk about Joe Burrow being a better quarterback than Josh Allen all off season. So because he won the Super Bowl, so. Yeah, that, that, that that's whole, the silly take. If you, if we I, hear those, I mean, winning the game happen. as a team does oh, yeah. that mean that because Joe Burrow is not a better quarterback. It's just 
he now can he develop to be a whole lot better? He's good. He's very good. Like I love. He's one of my favorite players outside of Buffalo. He's not Josh Allen. Come on. Yeah, like right, there's right, only right. there's probably only two people right now. Three people right now. I'm gonna really put in the same breath as Josh. Oh, and it's oh, not. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were gonna say better. I, I was gonna. No, 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 no. I'm going Patrick <laughs> Mahomes there, Aaron Rodgers, and 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 Herbert. I think Herbert is really like that. Like, and if if people mm-hmm. ain't watching him enough to, to to tell that he's like that, I suggest y'all go watch some Chargers games. That dude is like that. Yeah, he can make some zones. He can make some throws. Yeah, yeah. I don't you see the the whole thing with with Josh is people. Hey, oh, he's not as consistent as Patrick. Mahomes. So I mean, if I had Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, I'd be consistent. Then you know, Nicole Hartman and. Travis Etienne and Eric Bieniemy and and Andy Reid calling my plays, but I digress. Okay, um, I, I Joe Her, I'm sorry, <laughs> Herbert Joe is Herbert. not Joe Herbert. Herbert is not as consistent as, as Josh and, and Pat are. I think Josh is is more consistent, so I think I kind of need to see that from him because he'd be making some some throws. I'm like, what was you know what I mean? So like, I, um. But yeah, obviously, but so, I think so does Mahomes. He's a Mahomes does, talent. Mahomes does the for same sure. thing. For sure. But so he you no, know, he does. And I mean, Josh does sometimes, you know, every blue moon now. Thank God as much as and, he was earlier. And you know, career. and I hate when I hate when people do this, but unfortunately, I gotta do this on your show. Like if you're looking at Herbert, he's what now this was his second year, right? Like mm-hmm. Josh, Josh, there was a natural progression. I'm not saying everybody's going to take the same type of jump like Josh took. Two years, two different offensive is, coordinators as well. That's right. So, I mean, you, you got you got different things happening around him. And he came out as a rookie, and he put the league on. No, like, I remember when Buffalo played him, it was like, crap. Like, this dude is good. Like, he's, good. he's yeah. legit. And, yeah. and so, I mean, dude, that that those reps matter. And and now that he's, yeah. he's playing the game, it's slowing down for him. Honestly, man, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he wins the Super Bowl by his fifth year. I really wouldn't. For- for sure, I'm. I absolutely 100% agree with everything you said. He has absolutely a possibility to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that he's not like that. He is absolutely that guy. But when I hear people say that he is better than Josh Allen, then I got. Oh no! Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. So that's all I'm saying. Is he's, you gotta, you know what I mean? Take a step back a little bit, you know. So um, that, take a step back a lot. Take a step back a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. That's that's where I'm coming from with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not yet. So not yet. I, I have a new segment on my show uh, where obviously everybody knows that this man named Vince Taylor is my main man. Um, he is no longer in the podcast community anymore. He is off getting his education. I love Vince so much. This is my man. Um, what does Vince think? Okay. So now, again, Vince doesn't have a podcast anymore. So I like to still get his opinion uh because I, I value his opinion and he says i asked him who will win the super bowl he said i honestly don't have a strong rooting interest here i would like to see burrow get one he is easy enough guy to like and i do not care at all for all the noise that comes with the josh allen comparisons but i really would be happy for stafford but who will win it i think the rams are a better overall team i think this is stafford's best shot they can play really well on both sides of the ball. Aaron Donald is going to give Cincy O-line fits. It's a bigger game. It's it's a big game for Burrow. I just don't feel like the odds are in his favor. The team around him, just not as complete. Cincy is a great team, but I hopefully think the Bills or Chiefs would have made the Super Bowl a closer game. Rams by two scores, let's say 35-21, and I might be <laughs> a little nice to Cincy. So uh, I gave a, a nice little detailed answer there. Thank you, Vince. Appreciate you, bro. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get back into some Bills talk, right? Because we got a brand new offensive um, staff. 
uh, I kind of need to know. Look, you know, I, I like drama. When when they ain't got nothing to do with me, I'll be sitting back eating my popcorn, right? So I need y'all to give me three players you absolutely do not want to see back next year. All Ooh, right. That's hard. Let, let, let's start with uh, Joe Miller because he said it's hard. Three players not coming back. Three players you do not want to see back next Vernon year. Vernon Butler. <laughs> easy one. I was about to say, all right, one. Some low hanging fruit right there. Yeah. Uh Vernon Butler, let me think. Uh I probably I probably don't man, that's tough. Um just off the cuff, right? Vernon Butler, so uh man, how do you do this, right? Uh so Vernon Butler, I'm gonna say I probably it's not because I don't like him. I probably don't need to see Emmanuel Sanders back. I like what we've got budding and Gabriel Davis. Um, and I think that's probably cherry picking as well, just because I'm pretty confident that Emmanuel is going to retire. And uh, Matthew Hawk would probably be my third one. So, bye. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Nice. He's at the Man. top of my list, the top yeah. of my damn list. Bye. No, Brandon Butler's the top of everybody's list. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Special teams matter to me. I'm getting rid of that, that getting mm-hmm. him gone. Uh, but, but I, if I'm going to, I'm going to get yelled at. I'm going to get yelled at. Jerry Hughes. Mm. Oh, he, yeah. he just turned into Bruce exclusive. He turned into Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I had to dip out because I was scared I was going to get beat down. Jerry um, Hughes, it's time. He's a legend in Buffalo, and he's he's some. That's, uh, Joe and I talked about this on Hump Day Hotline last week. Um, he's somebody who I respect, and I would love him to retire as a Bill. But if we're actually talking about winning championships at this point, at some at some moment you have to like put your heart aside and your love aside and be like, all right, what's the best? 53 Mm. and i feel like we drafted two rookies who could do the damn thing on the defensive line and they didn't play a lot of the season because jerry gets all the snaps and because uh you know like like i get the rotational thing i get keeping guys fresh but at the same time you know we got two young guys with high motors with strength and and length you got to put those guys out there and let it happen and unfortunately uh along with vernon i think I think Jerry got to go, and I'm going to go with with uh, Matt Hack. I'm not going to call him Hawk. I'm going to call him Hack because that's what the hell he does to the damn football. Mm. Real quick, Jay Spence. Uh, my, my my girl Dawn Keith is in the comment section. Dawn, love you. Always support her. I love Dawn. Um, she, she says, uh, Hughes needs to retire. Mario can stay, but I'm not fighting for him like I did last year. <laughs> are you are you team Mario Addison? Let our team in sacks needs to, needs to come back. I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent. Uh, I, you know, if he comes back, no, it, and it sounds bad to say it that face. way. But I, it's like, I, so first, let me start off by saying this because I know sometimes the players do watch and listen to these. So let me, you know, and I, not to be politically correct, but to be honest, there's not a guy on the roster I don't like. I like everybody on the roster. Hmm. I want a Super Bowl. Like, so, so it, it, it's, it's past me liking anybody. I would absolutely love to replace anybody necessary to win a Super Bowl, except for Josh mm. Allen. I need I need him to be the guy to win. That's good. Okay, Joe Miller. I look, man. I saw your face when <laughs> when he said he's a different, <laughs> and I I have I have a feeling that your answer is going to be vastly different. So I, I let's, let's give it to me. 
What a, answer about what? Because I already I gave you my three already. Mar so and, and Breed Addison. is gone. Breed, Breed is gone. Uh, Ismail. Mm -hmm. So nice try, but you got to come up with a third because Breed is no longer on this <laughs> yeah, roster. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, but but love you, so, Izzy. Thank you for my, my problem. My problem is 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 the entire concept of the defensive line. So and I know that you've got a segment I think coming up where you're going to say what's what is it? What's the one thing that the Bills have to do to get us over the hump? So if this is the segue into that segment, then that works. For me, I'm done. I'm over the rotational thing. I don't need to see 48% of snaps for nine guys. It's not working. They're fresh. That's great. TJ Watt, Hendrickson, these guys are Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa. These guys, Aaron Donald, are playing 85 to 90% of the snaps. They're about to throw up on the field, and they're still getting to the quarterback. Find me a Havoc Reeker. Find, give me give me the six best guys and give me a dude that's going to get after the quarterback every single down. I don't need 48% keeping guys rested because it's not working. Two years of it, I'm done with it. So if that includes Mario Edison being gone, he can go. All right, now, Joe. Now, I was on Twitter. A little passion. I might be overreacting. No, no, I like it. I love it. No, 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 no. This <laughs> is exactly brand, what I want brand. Because I, I, I was on Twitter, and I, I agree with you 100%. We need somebody who go out there and just cause problems. Every play, right. he's just right. a, a demon, yep. right? Yep. And I said, if we had one of those guys this year, we look at Leslie Frazier a little bit different. So I have to ask, do you are you have more confidence in Leslie Frazier if you have that rabbit creep? So Leslie Frazier, to me, is steady. Uh, is the word that I would use. And steady is not bad. Steady is good. Steady is very good. And I don't mean his persona. I don't mean his character. I don't mean his personality. I don't mean the way he treats his players. Steady meaning he doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. He doesn't get unnerved. He doesn't get too excited. It's great most of the time, 90% of the time. But in the one game where you've got to have something different is when that steady doesn't work. For me, the only reason that I would have wanted to see somebody different than Leslie Frazier is because situationally, I need aggression once in a while. I need aggression out of the out of the defense. And Spence has heard me say this ad nauseum. When 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 Jonathan Taylor is eating you up for over 200 yards and you're in the Monday presser saying, we never once considered breaking out of our 4-2 nickel. That to me is a fireable offense right there. You never even considered putting another linebacker or another defensive tackle on the field didn't you because what's funny is we have more confidence in our our base package to do the job and meanwhile what happened two three games later they started putting heavy packages in aj klein they started going with four three with aj klein if they were up against a, a strong running back so it's not completely true for me i like leslie frazier a lot a lot. I just need to see more situational aggressiveness out of him when it's warranted. And that could be McDermott. It, he could be the problem. He may be the one saying we don't want them to beat us over the top. So drop the safeties back 35 yards, put them in single coverage, man-on-man -man coverage, and let's hope to God they don't beat us. Meanwhile, Tyreek Hill breaks Levi Wallace's ankles, catches the ball 20 yards downfield, it takes it 70 yards. Like, maybe you just do what the Bengals did and cover those guys. Maybe you do what the, the, the Buccaneers did in the Super Bowl and cover those guys. Just cover the guys, right? 
That's sorry. You got me hey, all fired I mean, up. You know, that's where I was at, Joe. No, but that's, you know, that's where I was at, though. Um, I, Right after the game, I immediately wanted to put the blame on, on that on Coach McDermott and not like I saw everybody talking about how it was Leslie Frazier's fault for the package that we're in and all of this and all of that stuff. And like I even see in the comments now, Frazier is fireable. The thing for me is at first regardless of how you want to look at it we had one of the top defenses in the league if you don't want to believe in the number one overall defense fine but we had one of the top defenses in the league you don't fire somebody because we lose the last game agree the problem for me the problem that i have with the way the defense played is the same problem that i had at times when the offense didn't play up to par i think when you're the head coach Yes, you delegate to your coordinators. And yes, nope, this is Frazier's defense. Yep. This is Daybo's offense. And they're the they're the guys out there making the calls. But when the game is on the line, when your season is on the line, to me, it's the coaches at that point. All right, look, we got 13 seconds. What's the game plan? Right. And if I look at the game plan and it ain't what the game plan should be, I'm going to say, hell no, nah, we're going to scrap exactly. that. This is the game mm -hmm. plan. Exactly. I can't put that on Leslie Frazier. Now, if Leslie, again, I don't know what's happening. Like Joe mentioned earlier, we're not in the room. We're not in the, in the building. But to me, that's on coach. And I love McDermott. Everybody mm. knows every week after the game, I do my post. Coach McDiddy this and McDiddy that. And I love McDiddy. Yeah, I know how I do. But I put that on coach. That's not on Leslie Frazier. That's not on Dayball. That is 100% on the guy who is the manager of the football team. Your job is to manage the team. And and if 13 seconds, it comes down mm. so to – 13 seconds comes down to what and you're going to leave that in somebody else's hands no yeah. man we we need a chip we we need a lombardi trophy in buffalo and and you leaving it in the hands of other people is not the way to get there now, i don't i don't even need to blame it on the 13 the seconds make a stop just mm -hmm. make a stop yeah, yeah make a stop we win that football game make a stop in overtime we win the football game make a stop before before overtime right like josh won right. that game twice before right. 13 seconds make a stop he just won that game twice Make like when stop. Josh went to the sideline and was yelling and doing all of that, and yep. he threw mm -hmm. the like, dude, the game should be. I, I lost my entire shit. I ran through my house. I yep. ran down the street. Yep. The yep. game was over, and I know Joe was yep. in. Like you were there. there. I was there. Yep. 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 Oh, man. Uh, they, they they say a team takes over the personality of the head coach, and I, I truly think that is the situation with the Buffalo Bills. Now, I do recognize. Sean McDermott is in his fifth year. I say it all the time. Five years ago, I would never, ever, and I had never in my life even witnessed the playoff game for my favorite team, right? So I can't be mad at the, you know, the value he's given us. He has given us tremendous value. He's flipped around an organization, literally. Mm -hmm. He has done probably the, the hardest job in, in, in the NFL, maybe NFL history. Like 17 years is nuts for a team to just be completely mediocre to that, right? <laughs> you come in, playoffs first season, developing quarterback second season, and now you're a superpower the last two. So I mm -hmm. want to give him his props. But I do think that that passiveness that Joe was talking about comes from Sean McDermott because that is his personality. He is the guy that doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, stays even kill, which I do respect and I like it. Um, but I, I, I have a question for Jake. Now, uh, Joe talks about how, you know, we probably weren't necessarily an overall defense. Um, I think a lot of people have the opinion that the, uh, the offenses we played or lack thereof you know, inflated our numbers a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that Leslie Frazier got the most out of what was given to him, or do you think that another defensive coordinator could come in 
and and maybe you know uh, help these guys play more to their potential. Uh, I think these guys play like. Are are you asking me against the talent that they played against? Because no, no, no. In I terms think, of the talent that Leslie Frazier has on the football yeah. field any given Sunday, do you think there's another defensive coordinator that could probably come in and just, you know, bring that talent or I'm sorry, the potential out more than Leslie Frazier uh, has done this season? I don't know, because I feel like a lot of defensive coordinators, when they would have had to step into the position once Trey White was out, like probably wouldn't have been able to have the same success in game plan the way that they have been able to use the scheme and get the success out of guys that, you know, there is a section coming up where you ask guys that maybe we want to bring in guys that are like four or six guys that, you know, probably would burn out on other teams. So I think that when you've got Leslie Frazier, he does get the most out of some of these players, but I don't know because you just want to be like, Oh, well the pass rush wasn't there. I don't, I don't even think, that's necessarily what was going on. I feel like that the pass rush was getting back there. They just weren't finishing. Yeah. And I can't put that on Leslie Frazier to, hey, tackle the guy. Like, it's Leslie Frazier's not out there lining up trying to tackle the quarterback. So, like, hey, Jake, I think. Jake, yeah, what, what was the conversation last year in the AFC Championship game from the defense? It was that, it was that we couldn't get back there. Mm. What, what, what was the conversation most of 2020 for the defense in the defensive line? That they couldn't get back there. Mm, yeah, we got the pressures. We couldn't take the quarterback down. What happened in 2021? We could not get back there. So, <laughs> so at some point in time, the, co the the coach has to do something different. Mm -hmm. it, well, but to me, by different. Or it's the design. Me, or it's, it's the a, design. It, yeah. I feel like um, it's the players. I feel like it's the mm -hmm. players. We don't have yeah. – so, like, as much as I love Jerry Hughes, which is one of the reasons why I'm saying, like, okay, he can, he can retire. Like, the thing is – Look, getting pressures is not the same thing as actually disrupting the play. Mm -hmm. So they're like it last season and this season, we were leaders in the league at quarterback pressures and getting to the quarterback and doing all this stuff, but we didn't get to the quarterback. So the thing is you can design the play. You put those the same design, the same plays that we have, and we're getting close to the quarterback. I agree with you a hundred percent. Like it's been the same conversation. We can't tackle Patrick Mahomes. We can't sack him. Like, we can't just take him down. It, it, at some point, we, we need younger guys with higher motors. And maybe it's not just younger. We need guys with higher motors, faster, that can get around the edge, that can do th what we're doing right now. And the guys that we have that primarily take up those snaps is just not cutting it. It's, it's just not cutting it's, it. It's not just I, I wasn't setting line. you up, Joe. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a defensive line either. How many times do they, do they come on a blitz and the blitz doesn't get home? They blitz bad quarterbacks. They do do that. They don't blitz the good quarterbacks. Though. Right. I, I just, they have safety blitzes, packages, and stuff. I, so I, I and you know what, Joe? The the point you make about Leslie Frazier is the exact point I make about Brian Dayball. Right? He just have lapses of judgment for at yeah, random for sure. times. For and sure. I'm just like, what the hell are you like? Yeah, you know, for so sure. like fans could call a better game this. You know what I mean? So I, I get where you're coming from with that. I, yeah, I really do. So I, I you're do up, you're that. up by you're up by two points or four points. It's the th middle of the third quarter or something. It's second down and I don't know nine or eleven. And Josh drops back and tries to throw the ball sixty five yards downfield. Brian Dable. It's like why why yeah, that play right. call now? Just go down the field and score a touchdown and make it a two position game. Why are you or, throwing it deep? Or yeah. three straight runs when your quarterback is having the best postseason in NFL history. <laughs> that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Jay Spence. You're running uh, second and 12, you're running the ball with Devin can Singletary. I, Go ahead, can Jay. I, can, I, can I pose a question, though? Is that if we What's have that? another defensive coordinator, and I do want to 
you know, actually get this out of you guys. If we have another defensive coordinator with the personnel that we have. Do you think we get to the court? Oh, I, know, no. Jake froze. I know where he was going. Right. Just yeah, he, he was going to ask. Yeah, so I, freeze and you're still frozen. I think so. Do, do they get to the quarterback? I think that I think that's possible. I think because I think it. it the Leslie Frazier, as much as they're like, this is the Sean McDermott defense that Leslie Frazier's running. I think they're akin. I think they're very much similar in their mindsets as far as that goes. But this is a Tampa 2, nickel 4-2, bend but don't break to the extreme. It is a bend but do not break defense. There, It gets to the point watching the Buffalo Bills on defense where it's not when – somebody put Jim Schwartz is available. When Jim Schwartz was, like, coaching this defense – we were excited to watch the defense get on the field. More excited than the offense. I remember that. The defense is about to come on the field. This one, it's like they're going to rip off 10 yards here. They're going to rip off eight yards there. They're going to rip off four yards. They're going to pass the ball for 18 yards. They're going to get to the 20. And to be fair, the Bills are going to get to the 2019. It was like that as well with Leslie Frazier. It was, it was, I'm excited to see the defense more excited than I'm seeing the offense. But even if not, even if not, to also be fair, when, when Jim Schwartz was our, our defensive coordinator, we had Mario, Mario Williams, Williams. <laughs> we had Marcel Darius and Marcel, Cal, yeah. like it was a completely different. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. The guys we have now, we don't have a Mario Williams but, on but the edge. Scheme we is big. Scheme is big. So the question is, is can they find a guy who, who, it's a John Fina thing. I brought this up with Jay Spence. So, so much of what, just like you guys overlap, so much of what Jay Spence and I do overlaps, right? John Fina talks about these guys, the way that they're being coached right now on the defensive line. There's no moves. There's no multiple moves. They're not setting up offensive linemen. They basically come out, come out of their stance, they wiggle their shoulders, and then they bull rush. Every single, that's John Fina's biggest criticism of the defensive line. And it's not just like one of them. It's all of them except for Jerry Hughes, who's long in the tooth. He's obviously been in the league for a long time, so he'll cut under, he'll do some swims, do some different stuff, some curls. But for the most part, these young guys, Epinesa, uh, uh, Boogie Basham, Greg Rousseau, all they're doing is they're doing this little shimmy and a bull rush. They're not setting up any guys. They're not using one play to set up the next one. There's, it's something else. I don't, And I think that a different defensive coordinator could potentially change that. I don't, I'm not saying it's true. I just think that it could be possible. Are you giving up something on the other side? Maybe they're not bend and break. Maybe they do like give up some big plays, but yeah. maybe they're more aggressive. Maybe they get home. I don't know. See, the reason I'm comfortable with what Leslie Frazier brings to the table is because that defense is is designed to minimize points at all costs, right? Put, put, up, Don Keith's comment. put up Don Don Keith's comment. Sorry, keep talking. Just put that up. There you go. Keep talking. Uh, yeah. Um, you you can um and, and it was it was also because the scheme that, that the Bengals were able to stop the Chiefs, so that's a very good point. Um, however, yeah, I forgot what I was about to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I disagree. Yeah, also and and I love Don. Everybody knows I love Don here, but I disagree that the Bills have underperformed. Like, we lost the last game of the season, but we statistically had the number. Now, I get it. I know y'all like mm. to say, well, mm. they played quarterbacks that weren't. Mm. I tell you what, we played Patrick Mahomes twice, and the first time he didn't look as great. They, okay, they, and, but they didn't look as great the first half okay, of the season. They didn't look as great, but also our defense was a reason for that. Like you, you, like you can't give them all the credit and take none for us. Like our defense was out there with the turnovers. We played Tom Brady. He beat us up in the first half. The second half, guess what? They didn't score as many points. So what mm. I'm saying is, like, 
look, yeah, sometimes you're going to go against these top quarterbacks who are amazing, and they just going to put – just like you couldn't expect our defense to go in and hold Josh to six points. Mm. It's Josh freaking Allen. And sometimes you're going to play Aaron Rodgers. You're going to play Patrick Mahomes when they're just on, and they're going to score 35 points because that's who they are. The, the thing is – you you have to and to get to all your points about the scheme at some point you do have to get it to where okay we just need one more stop than the other team it doesn't like because uh, sometimes we overthink this football thing and we like we want it to be Madden where we beat the team down and, and we only let them score three and we score 45 every single week it's not realistic no, it's like not. these guys are good no. too so the thing is like it really does sometimes come down to we got to get the last stop or we, we got to be the team that stops them one more time. And the, the, the unfortunate thing for us is that they got the ball and both offenses were cooking and they beat us because they scored and we couldn't stop them. If Josh got the ball, th this podcast mm -hmm. would not be happening because we'd be getting ready for Sunday and somebody in Kansas City would be talking about, man, we just needed to beat you in 13. Mm -hmm. It would have been the, the opposite thing. The Buffalo Bills, like I really, 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 I loathe this this idea that the buffalo bills defense is not as good as their number show because we didn't play quarterbacks that were better you they didn't make the schedule we didn't say well we yeah. don't want to play against the top <laughs> quarterbacks in the league just just we didn't do that the same team that the, the nobody says that and I, I get it it's the patriots but nobody talks about the patriots number two defense That's a fact. josh had a breakfast lunch and dinner in the playoffs Josh destroyed them, and nobody is questioning whether or not Bill Belichick can put a good defense on the field. They had the second-ranked defense. We had the first. They played the same teams we did. Nobody is saying the Patriots ain't as good as the Bills' defense because the same teams. We had the same schedule. You're not. So you're, it, we really got to chill, man. Like the Bills, they, we like that, man. You're not wrong. <laughs> However, if the Bills were playing this weekend, we would be having the conversation on this podcast right now because the Chiefs put 30 something points on us. The Bengals probably would have put 30 something points on us. And we're going to be asking, can we stop Matt Stafford, OBJ, Cooper Cup, oh, and like Daryl Henderson? Like, that's, that's fair. Because that's, the that's Bills' fair. number one defense that was only allowing 17 points a game when they played good offenses were allowing a whole lot more. See, but, and but, but wait, but when you say that, again, I just like the, the point comes down to sometimes you're just playing damn good quarterbacks. True. You, you look at, like, again, the Patriots had the second best defense in the league, and Josh Allen ate their breakfast, lunch, dinner, and he had a snack. And but, he had a snack. My man what, made popcorn to take the bed on them boys. But was like, it he the wasn't second, playing. But wasn't the second best defense in the league because they played the same schedule we played? Is that why? No, no. It's, and that's the thing. Like, no, no because their defense is, is always good, and they be like, Bill Belichick's a genius, right? It's well, like it's you can't. Film, like you're, you're gonna. I just, I just hate the way, like, because we do it to ourselves. Like, we always talk about how the national right, right, media right. disrespects us, and mm. it's like we finally get something that's worth it. And it's like, yeah, but we play the best. No, man, we went out there and we molly wop 15, 14 teams, and we held defense like games that we should have won. The games that we should have won, we like, we went out there and lost to the Jaguars, but they scored nine points. They didn't go out there and beat us up. They didn't. The, the, sure. the Jaguars didn't have thirty-five points on us. You know, you, you so all these games like our defense and we lost Trey. And guess what? Mm -hmm. Nothing changed. Yeah. Besides the last game, that was the only game that you could say it mattered. When we went against Tom Brady, we didn't have Trey then. And guess what? The second half, we shut Tom Brady down in yep. the second half. Yep. The first half, he whooped our ass. I ain't going to I ain't going to. But but, yo, we got to Come on, man. Y'all ain't going to come down on my boys like we ain't got two <laughs> all pro safeties in the secondary. And like my man, like my man Levi Wallace ain't step up big time. Now, do I think that we should keep him? I don't think we can afford him. 
But y'all not about to come at my boys on the defense like they didn't do See, the damn thing all year. I'm I'm with you because the, thank you 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 reminded me of what I was gonna say. Like when I look at this defense, is designed to minimize points, right? It's mm-hmm. been don't break literally, and they're very damn good at it. It's mm-hmm. you know you you could have whatever damn near you want between the twenties, you know, uh, but you not getting this touchdown. You had those three points because we have the most talented football player in the league on the other side of the field that's going to go down there. And that offense is specifically designed to score points at at a fast rate. So Mm -hmm. I like that combination. If you know, because if you come down, you kick a field goal, we get seven. You come down, you kick another field goal, we get seven. You know what I mean? I like our odds to, you know what I mean? Be, be, you know, win that game. Now that that was kind of my frustration with day ball is sometimes he would, be inconsistent with that. And I'm like, yo, every drive counts. You can't just be doing this dumb stuff randomly. You know what I mean? Um, and so that that was my problem. But again, I, I like the tandem. Um, and and again, some as Jason said, sometimes we're going to face a great quarterback. And we have a great quarterback. So, you know, I'd rather have our defense that's not giving anything up. And then our 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 great quarterback who is able to, you know, make stuff happen on other defenses that are less able. Um, so I, I I was super confident with um, and I like I still like you know the pro, the I'm sorry I still like the prospect of uh, you know Leslie Frazier coaching our defense next year and I hope that we get a dominant pass rusher because hey I'm of the belief that if we get a guy that can beat your tackle that can beat your guard one on one you can't stop him I think this defense looks a lot different I'm not gonna lie to you that mm-hmm. because I think that secondary. Exactly. hundred percent agree, Jake. That defensive line, I'm sorry, that secondary smothers people. Like, I mean, there's quarterbacks oh, yeah. sitting back there for five, six seconds to throw the ball. And then somebody comes open and they're like, oh, you, you know, Levi Wallace, you let him get open. You know what I mean? Like, but he was covering for five seconds. Our defensive line just couldn't get no pressure or they could get pressure. They couldn't get to the quarterback. So if I have a Jordan Davis running through people and the Ed Oliver coming right behind him, Ain't nobody getting past you know what I mean. So as yep, yep. speaking, speaking of Jordan Davis, I, I, I have some. Um, actually, before we get to that, uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll do that. Then we'll do uh, Jordan Davis. I'm sorry, draft draft prospects, and get into final thoughts after that. Uh, Joe Miller brought this up earlier in the show. Uh, it wasn't a topic that I had, but we'll, we'll use it. Uh, he, he said, "Was something that uh, the the Bills should do this offseason to get over the hump, right?" And he kind of alluded to Josh Allen making more, you know, safe passes. Havoc Rieger. Havoc Rieger was my answer on the defensive line. Havoc Oh, no, no, no. Right, right. You did say that. Okay. Uh, Jake Jordan, what do the Buffalo Bills need to do to get over the hump? Well, I think they definitely need a Havoc record on that defensive line. I think it's just what what we have seen is – there's no one guy on our line. Like maybe we're seeing Ed Oliver develop a little bit into a player that could have that kind of outlook. But I think that they need somebody else on the team that whenever the opposing offense comes on the field, they go, we got to watch that guy. We ain't got nobody on the team right now that does that. I'm sorry. Like Jerry Hughes, he's old and yeah, maybe he gets back there, but he doesn't pull the guys down. Mario Addison. Yeah. Maybe like five and a half sacks. Look, these guys are doing like the best they can. And there's, there's nothing against that but we need somebody who's going to go out there and the team has to game plan for that guy and we don't really have that uh but just to deviate away from that to i i think too that the buffalo bills could use a little bit more athleticism in the secondary uh Mm -hmm. i think that's just 
something that, you know, Levi Wallace, Dane Jackson, four, six guys. I mean, I mm -hmm. feel like you see this all over uh, Twitter. Everybody kind of talks about it. Uh, you know, I think Levi Wallace is probably going to be a little bit too expensive. I think it's about time that guy finally gets paid. I think he finally stepped up into a position, overplayed yeah. probably what a lot of us thought he was going to do when he stepped up, and now he deserves to get that bag. And, you know, go do it. I'm I'm always go for that. It. Go get your bag, dude. He came so, back last what, year for a mil, though. You, you don't think yeah, he'll he, take another he did deal to come back? Now, yeah, but he came back as CB2. Now he stepped up. And now his market value is up and there's other teams that are going to be calling now nice. that unless he really wants to come back and be on another contender again and take another one year deal. I don't know. I think this is the time for Levi Wallace. He finally balled out and it's time for him to go get his bag. But I think that, you know, the Buffalo Bills need to get a guy back there that, you know, when Trey White comes back, it's just more athletic. You already talked about you're like, well, Levi Wallace covered guys for five seconds. I'm like, I don't I'm, I don't know exactly about that or saying that it's a smothering secondary but i think that we need guys back there that can cover guys maybe just a little bit longer just a couple of seconds longer that can keep up with these guys that if you do get someone on the defensive line maybe it helps improve that like we said you know the longer that a quarterback has to sit back there and wait to try to throw it to somebody the more your defensive line can have opportunities to get after them so i think that it's a combination we could use a havoc record and a little bit more athleticism in the secondary to be able to truly maybe fix kind of the problem that we've had with the defense of getting back there and getting some quarterbacks, man. Jake, do you think that Groot will be our Havoc record? What's up? You kind of do you think, there for a second. My bad. Do you think that uh, Gregory Russo will be our Havoc record? Well, of course we want him to be. Uh, I think that, you know, in time, if he's taught the pass rush moves, the dude has the ability to be able to get back there. But I, I just don't know. Again, you're asking me, to say is a guy like if you asked me in the first year of Ed Oliver and then the second year when Star wasn't there, do I did I think Ed Oliver was going to do what he did this year? I probably would have uh, I don't know. So with Greg Rousseau, of course, we all want to sit there and we have that expectation that he could be that guy. And of course, I want to believe he can be that guy. And I think that, you know, if they actually develop him, which, you know, maybe, maybe they do, maybe they not. Of course, it's it's just a question that you can throw out there. Uh I do think that Gregory Rousseau could be that guy. I think he's raw. I think he's got a lot to be able to mold. Uh, but I'm I'm not going to – you can't say he is definitely going to be or not because what he showed this year, he kind of, you know, was overperforming what I thought. He basically forced his way into the rotation and then, you know, hit the rookie wall. So, of course, I think with development, he can get past that, and I think that he can be – one of those guys, is he going to be it next year? I don't know. But, you know, you got to give these guys a couple of years before you truly know what they're going to be in this league. Yeah, and he also was didn't play at all last year, so I'm sure he had some. I mean, he's know, one of the big reasons why we won that first Chiefs game. Yep, that interception. So. Yep, absolutely, 100%. Jay Spence, how do the Buffalo Bills get over the hill and win ourselves a Super Bowl? Well, so for me, I'm not much um, of the draft guy. Like, I don't watch college, so I don't know about the prospects coming up, and I don't know. But if we can't and we don't retain Isaiah McKenzie, I really, really need us to get a speedy receiver with length. We need somebody that is fast but can also help out in the red zone. And by fast, I mean fast. I don't mean, yeah. you know, uh, like, I, I, yeah, I need somebody that's out there to do it. And, and from what I'm hearing, again, I'm not a, a, a scout type of guy i don't watch a ton of college but i'm hearing it's a good year again to get a wide receiver 
That's yes, something sir. that I would like the Buffalo Bills to do. Um, I know, you know, I, I joke with Joe all the time. He's high on Isaiah Hodgins. And um, hopefully Isaiah Hodgins can can come back this year healthy and show us what he has and he can be a big part of this team. Because his rookie year, he was making more waves than Gabriel Davis was. So, you know, if he can come back and he can kind of do that in, in training camp again and then stick on the roster, fine. But if not, we need a beast. Like, I, I absolutely 1 trillion percent think that we need a beast on this offense to go alongside with Steph and alongside with, you know, Josh, like you need dogs for Josh and, and the offense we've, we've seen what the offense can be when Josh is tapped in. And I think he's going to be permanently tapped in. You need guys that can tap in with him and just like be there. So, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing what the Buffalo bills do as far as bringing in another weapon for Josh. Cause you know, we already know, like Joe said, Sanders is gone. I have a, I don't, I know what Coach McDermott said in his presser. I got a feeling that we're going to try to save that that six point one million dollars with Cole Beasley too. I just got a feeling. I, we might be wrong, uh, but I just got a feeling that we're not going to have the slot guy in Cole this year. Uh, you know, so. All right, Jason. All right, so do you think that? So my thing is sometimes players become superstars because they get more opportunity than they would have, right? If they're like a third or a fourth or a fifth round pick, you don't necessarily come into the league with that trust that they would have for a first or second round pick, right? They're not going to immediately try to see what you can do. But sometimes players make, you know, things happen in big moments and then they kind of jump into superstardom. What I'm asking you is, do you think that Gabriel Davis could be that next superstar Buffalo Bills offensive player? Oh, I, I think it's already done. I don't think it's anything left to say, you know, and not even just because of the playoff game. Um, you know, what do you have? Four touchdowns or what do you three touch? What do you what do you have? Like something insane. Who? Who? Sorry, what? Uh, Davis. Gabriel Davis. Gabe, in Davis the playoffs. He, it? it was it was four, wasn't it? Four touchdowns. He, he set a record. Yeah, two hundred yards. Right. So, yeah. I mean, even without that performance, I, I would still be confident to say that Gabriel Davis is our number two wide receiver. Um, so so when I'm talking about bringing somebody up in the draft or even free, whatever, I'm just talking specifically somebody uh, for speed and somebody who um, who can make plays, somebody you can trust. I don't I don't I don't want to put anybody like to me. One and two is Diggs and Davis. That's that's one and two. And, and there should not be any conversation aside from that, unless you got somebody who wants to come in here and play like. Like, you know, if you got not that I, I never want this to happen. So please don't quote me on this. Don't put me in no articles. Nothing. <laughs> if if you got Tyreek Hill saying, you know what, I want to go play with Josh and I want to take a pay cut. I'm a player for a million dollars in Buffalo. OK, then, yeah, Davis could take the three spot, you know, but, mm -hmm. but you got to have yeah. a you got to have a certain level of talent to say they want to come in here and take nothing to play. And unless that happens, Davis is number two. I completely so agree with that, Brent. Yeah, too. I so, so, and, and Jake is is the ultimate uh, Gabriel Davis fan. Obviously, oh. they both have the oh, same yeah. alma mater. So, uh, UCF. Um, all right, so we got Stefan Diggs. You think Gabriel Davis also is a, is a potential superstar budding? You want to get another star for Josh? Not necessarily a star. I just I just need another weapon because, like I said, I, I don't think we're going to be able to. I, I really don't think we're going to retain Isaiah McKenzie. I think he earned himself a contract somewhere. Um, I think Sanders is gone. I think they might try to save some money with Beasley. So you're looking at three weapons this year that might not be here next year. You got to have somebody, and I, I just. You know, I don't know if Jake Kumaro is the answer. I don't know if Isaiah Hodges is the answer or who else do we have with a practice squad? I feel like we have some guys. Stevenson, that Stevenson might be an answer. 
Stevenson mm-hmm. could, could could fill a role. He he has some speed burners. to him, and and you know, so he could be the guy. I don't know, but but like I said, I I I don't want us to neglect the wide receiver position because of what we saw this past year. It's going to look different moving forward. It's not the same thing that we've had. Yeah, I like it. All right, guys. Um, did anybody have any questions or anything they wanted to uh, say before we get into final thoughts? Jake, I know you got a question, bro. <laughs> oh, what? What? Oh, okay. All right. So we have we Isaiah McKenzie. We all think he's going to command like you know more money, obviously more than what we paid him this year. Uh, what? What exactly are we basing that off of? Kind of the one game where he really, really goes off, or? Just because he, he lost the return position this year. Uh, we see the one game where he finally gets involved in the offense and they finally use him and he goes off and, you know, he has that potential there. Do you think there's teams that just kind of see that small sample size and they go, yeah, that guy, that guy, we're going to we're going to pay him a lot? Or do you think we're kind of overthinking how much he's really going to get out there? Or do, do you think he actually is going to command that? So I would I would take you back in time to when there was a young player that the Miami Dolphins, I think, tendered uh, by the name wide receiver by the name of Wes Welker. Was it Welker? Yes. And uh, and the Patriots gave him a gigantic bag of money and everybody was like, what in the world are they doing? And the Dolphins were like, you can have him for that much money. Yeah. And then he became Wes Welker. If there's a team that wants Isaiah McKenzie, it's the Patriots. I promise you they're going to offer him a decent contract. I've also seen, too, we've talked about, you know, Cole possibly being gone. I think that's another guy that the Patriots, you know, probably are like, yeah, we could use that guy, too. Like, I think Cole like, could potentially get restructured. Restructured. He might He might retire. I don't know that Cole's super happy I've, with just the, state, the status mm, of the NFL in his current I've, situation. I've been on that train. You know, a lot of people are like – cut him i was like i could see that being one of those ones where it's like hey we restructure take a little bit less money you know stay on the team we want to keep you here and let's but a lot of people are just kind of on the well no they see the cap figure now and what we could save and they're like oh well we just cut him but i'm like Mm. he's one of those guys that have kind of been instrumental in the development of josh allen that i think that the organization would look at him and then be like all right look let's try to get this to work and if he's like you know i don't want a restructure, which I don't know why he wouldn't be, as all accounts, the team loves him. He loves the team. Uh, then you know, all right, sure, we'll save the money. But I'm I'm along the lines of I also think that we probably restructure him. I think if yeah. Beasley's gone, I think if Beasley's gone, I disagree with Jay Spence. I think that McKenzie becomes a priority for this. Yeah, yeah. no, if, if Beasley's yeah, gone, yeah. McKenzie, they're gonna they're, that's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I'm saying is, if McKenzie's gone, and then after that, McKen, if if Beasley decides something different after that. We, it might leave us in a bad spot. Yeah. But um, just to answer Jake's question too, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it's a limited size. Like I, mm-hmm. I know you might look at it like a limited sample size because we really only played him against the Patriots this season. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he's been with the team for a couple of years now. It's not mm-hmm. like he's new. And when you go back and you look at the games that we have featured him, look at the Miami game mm-hmm. from a season ago. You look at other games that, that he actually, before we got, you know, digs and before, cause I remember I interviewed um, Isaiah on the code of conduct and it was a tough conversation at one point. Cause I'm like, well, dude, we just got stacked at wide receiver. What yeah. if you don't make it the year yeah. prior to that? He balled out. He wasn't he wasn't number one, but he balled out with a Josh Allen that wasn't this Josh Allen. So what I'm saying he beat is out I Robert Foster. He did. He beat out Robert Foster and he made some big plays for us. And and one of the things is I think 
recency bias has us thinking it's limited film on them. The Buffalo, yeah. I've, I've been, yeah. so I was one of the loudest ones saying, get them off of special teams and put them back in the offense mm-hmm. because we've had film. We have them running these jet sweeps and we have them running these motions and uh, in the slide and doing all of these different things mm-hmm. with his speed. This is what the Buffalo Bills needed in offense. That's why early on in the season, we weren't successful in the red zone. That's why yeah. we weren't successful on third and short or fourth mm-hmm. and short when we went for it because Isaiah McKenzie and, and people try to, well, oh, so Isaiah McKenzie, our fifth wide receiver is the key. Yes, he's the key <laughs> because when he's in there, you notice how the defense moves and they pay attention to yeah. him. And then it leaves yeah. somebody else one-on-one or it leaves yeah. a hole for Josh to run through or, or it leaves him open to catch a pass. Isaiah McKenzie is the key. And I think mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, we watched the game a certain way as, as content creators or as fans. Mm-hmm. But I think the NFL, uh, they watch the game on a whole different level. And like Joe was talking about, Bill yeah. Belichick watches that damn film. Mm-hmm. I yeah. guarantee you, if Isaiah McKenzie hits that, I guarantee you uh, McKenzie is going out there. The reason – go ahead, oh. Jake. Oh, I was just going to say, well, you saw what Isaiah McKenzie could do against him already yeah so yeah. You know. in the comment in the comment section people are talking about like let somebody else overpay mckenzie i'm that way with levi levi wallace let somebody else overpay yeah. levi wallace let somebody else pay levi wallace three years 28 million 30 million dollars because somebody's gonna and they're gonna be <laughs> upset mckenzie for me some players take time to develop it just it's one of those things and mckenzie bounced around and he wasn't great and he had some issues and blah 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 but for me i was gonna i was gonna approach this and say what what was the moment okay so before stefan diggs got here right everybody bill's twitter was robert foster could be a number one wide receiver and it's like are you guys out of your mind robert foster is not a number one wide receiver we hadn't had one stevie johnson as much as we all love stevie stevie was a grit player like he had moves and stuff but he still wasn't terrell owens i mean he wasn't you know what i mean he wasn't not buffalo bills version of terrell owens he wasn't like a number one when you think Stephon Diggs. The moment I re- I was like, that's a number one wide receiver was when Stephon Diggs against the Dolphins high pointed that football. He went up, got that football, took it away from the defender. I was like, that's a number one wide receiver. And McKenzie is starting to make those high degree of difficulty catches. It's starting to come to him, which he struggled with the first three, four years of his career. In my opinion, I think he's turned a corner. I think he's worth the money. Yeah, I, I think you have yeah. to be, you know, you, you have to show the, the coaches that you're some kind of special if you're going to make this Super Bowl right. contending roster. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, you have to be of, of a certain ilk. So I think he is that. And to Jay Spence's point, when you look at the offense, I don't have the numbers to back this up, but I got eyes. When you look at the <laughs> offense and, and he's back there running around pre-snap, the offense is humming, right? Yeah. And then yeah. And then you see he's off the field for a drive and, and we stall out. It's like one yeah. first down and then a three in a right. And it's like, mm. well, you know what I mean? I don't understand. Like, why are you going away from, you know, using McKenzie. So I, I agree with him there. And to be honest, man, I think, I think Dorsey and Brady and McKenzie, I think he would look fun in that office, man. They, yes. They're oh, so yeah. creative. Mm-hmm. They're so creative. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they're, they're kind of like in the sense of, of the Bengals, right. Um, you know, uh, Brady came from LSU and then he had a brief stint with the Panthers. You know, he, he's young. Like he is yeah. fresh meat. You know what I mean? Hey, and Ken Dorsey is not um, here. Can you throw Brent Thomason's uh, post up real quick? Because I, I feel like I'm going to disagree, but mm-hmm. not in the sense that you think. He says, I don't think we would skip a beat if Lil Dirty replaces Cole at the slot. I mm-hmm. disagree, but only in the sense of saying, I think we'll be better. As much as I love Cole Beasley and as much as he's been the king of separation and as much as this this year, 
Cole Beasley was not the Cole Beasley that we were used to. Mm-mm. And if and and I don't care how you want to say it, I don't care how you want to look at it. Y'all can throw every stat my way. You're not gonna make me. I like like Justice just said. We watched the game. We can see it. Mm-hmm. It's not the same Cole Beasley. You put little dirty in that slot. A lot I more promise yak. you. I promise the yak is what we're missing. It's the like the the defense is scared when he's on the field, man. It's different, man. Get my no, guy. No, because if you if you have if you have uh, Isaiah McKenzie out there running those little dig routes and turning around right in front of Josh instead of Cole Beasley. Uh, if you have McKenzie instead of Cole Beasley, instead of that set, six seven yards, Cole Beasley will get you. Isaiah McKenzie might get you 13, 14, or break something, you know, or break he, it. He, he has the speed. small and, mm-hmm. and speedy, absolutely. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Jake. He can break it. Oh, I, I was just gonna say, uh, this takes me back to one of, one of the first things, and obviously, it's not like an idea or anything. I think one of the <laughs> biggest, you know, misfires that the Buffalo Bills had this year was, you know, not bringing back Andre Roberts and having to have Isaiah McKenzie. Here we go. Here we have go. Isaiah McKenzie. This show may never end. This, this show may never end now that you, you brought okay. up Andre Roberts. All right. Well, having having to have Isaiah McKenzie go take that role and them feeling with Marquez Stevenson at the beginning of the year being hurt so they didn't really have the second option to bring in, maybe they felt as if we don't want to put this guy in danger, so that hampered the offense and them not using him. We 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 like contention on it. Like it's, it's all healthy debate. Jay Spence, go for it, bro. Nah, I I I just y'all just know how I feel about Andre Roberts. And I'm gonna <laughs> leave it at that. Like Deep. like like Andre Roberts, man. Like I get it. Fans again, we want a certain we want a certain performance out of every player. We want them to be perfect, right? So it's like he didn't give us touchdowns. Okay. Guess what he did give us? He gave us the ball at the 40 yard line right. almost every single time, <laughs> like yeah. every single time. That's right. And guess what? Like I was what? Oh, dude, I was watching the um. they, they did the in season. HBO did the in season of hard, hard knocks, knocks this year. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the week that they played <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. Did you all did you all see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't see the episode, but I saw the clip where they dude, were like, he's going to fumble. <laughs> right. They straight up was like, he puts the ball on the ground a lot. And everybody in Buffalo have been yelling at me since the beginning of the season. No, he doesn't. And he's better than everybody in the league because they looked at his return average. Yeah, average. Yeah. In, in the in the first game, he had a, a, a seventy nine yard return against the the, the Steelers, Steelers, which inflated mm-hmm. his return numbers, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah. But what he did do, he put the ball on the ground. He fumbled. He didn't even get hit that mm-hmm. game. He didn't even get hit. And this is where I got yelled at because I was I was critical of Isaiah McKenzie. I love iMac. I love iMac. You named him. I don't you love him on special teams. I gave him a nickname. <laughs> you named him. Like I love this dude. I don't love him in special teams. I love him yeah. in the offense. Put him where he. But he's a wide receiver. He's not a return specialist. Put him in the offense. Go get him. Go. Yeah. Go ahead. Because I. So you. So you agree so, with so, Jake? Yeah. Okay. So so oh, yeah. like I was saying. Yeah. That it's just like. If they brought Andre Roberts back, you don't have to take Isaiah McKenzie, who was in your offense and being a guy that you were using on jet sweeps. So now you're allocating him to, well, you have to be special teams and, you know, we don't really have anybody else. So we're going to put you there and you're not going to be involved in the offense as much because if you get hurt, what, what, what are we going to do? So, yeah, I, I just felt it's not that like Andre Roberts, of course, everyone's like, oh, you fumble, whatever. It's just like you just have that player. That you, you can just, have back there. Did you just kind of infer yeah. that you were okay with that concept of, you know, we're not going to put you on offense in case you get hurt because the Steelers never cared about Heinz Ward getting hurt. 
Like, oh no, the, I didn't the, say that. The Falcons I was, and the Forty Nine ers never cared about the Cowboys or never cared about Deion Sanders getting hurt. It's yeah, amazing no, no, no. to me that like the Bills were worried about Isaiah McKenzie getting hurt, so we're not yeah. going to put him on offense, and we're supposed to be okay with it. Meanwhile, other teams do it yeah. all the time. Yeah, like, I'm not Antonio I'm not Brown. Antonio Brown was returning Tyreek returning Hill. punts. Tyreek Hill. I just didn't. I just didn't want Micah Hyde back there. That's right, the yeah, only one yeah. I didn't. For yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. Go ahead, finish, Jake. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think that it's a good idea. I don't agree with it. It's just that I feel like that if that was their reasoning to do it, it's like, why didn't you just keep Andre Roberts, the guy that you're like, well, we've had you back there. You know, we know what mm-hmm. you do. Let's just keep you there. And then we have Isaiah McKenzie just keep his role in the offense. Freaking not all have to pro just punt returner, man. Yeah. All pro, all pro returner. For he made million. the Pro Bowl for the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Two million. Like, all he got from the Texans was like two million dollars, yeah. man. And you mean to tell me? Come on, we couldn't afford that. Come on now. You borrow that money if you have to. <laughs> that's the that's the only time, honest to God, that's the only time I really was upset at something that Brandon Bean did or didn't do. Yeah, personally, that's the only time I was upset because I knew how much it was really going to affect our team. Offense matters, right? Obviously, is what the biggest mm-hmm. is everybody's favorite side of the ball, right? Special teams sets offense up. Hmm. Yeah, I had I had uh, uh, Booby Dixon on the show a couple weeks ago, and he hmm. was talking about because he was a special teams, you know, th- that was his role. He hmm. talked about how important, like that's where he made the bulk of his money. Yep. Because it's important on defense. Same thing. If you're a gunner, you want to make sure. And we got two of the best gunners, so I'm not knocking that side of it. But but dude, you got it. You you can't you can't let go of an all pro dude who's willing to take pennies. Because to me, $2 million for what Andre Roberts gave the Buffalo Bills for the last three mm-hmm. seasons, that's pennies. That's pennies. Yeah. For the value and, and, of production you get for it, yeah. And Daniel's in the comments, and I know we got to go. I got to get out of here, too. <laughs> Daniel's in the comments said, like, Andre Roberts offered nothing as a wide receiver. We don't need him to. Yeah. No, he gave us 40 yards to. on the return. The he inverse, already gave you 40 yards. The inverse of that is McKenzie and Stevenson offered you nothing as a return man. but the difference is andre roberts he look at it this way look at it this way he gave you a 40-yard reception from the end zone because we started on a 40-yard line every single time that's how that's how good he was yeah that teams Uh kicked away teams kicked away from him legitimately kicked away from him yeah absolutely um all right, guys, this was an amazing show. We're going to go ahead and get into final thoughts. Again, uh, I told you guys, this is just whatever's on your heart. It doesn't necessarily have to be football-related. People do talk about the Bills, football, et cetera, if they want to. Uh, just just whatever you want to go uh, talk about. Go ahead, Jay Spence. Man, I just want to say uh, thank you for having me on the show. I want to shout out your whole camp over there with Built in Buffalo. Uh, my girl, Tia Stell, sister, love T. Yeah. Love um, T. And then, and then, obviously, the the – the team, just everybody on the team, mm-hmm. me and a rich chopped it up over the weekend. Um, you know, I just, I just want to shout out everybody on y'all roster, man. Cause y'all doing big things. And I love the fact that we reunited and it feels so good. It's a good time <laughs> to be part of this bills, this bills content creation world, man. And I'm, I'm glad I got a family over there with y'all. hundred yeah. percent, bro. Uh, uh, glad that, you know, we were able to have you on the show and, and, uh, just, man, it's glad to be in you guys' presence and, and to have you guys, uh, you know, bags family. So, Appreciate that. Uh, Joe Miller, go ahead, bro. Yes, same same vibe. Just uh, appreciative to be on the show and just thankful for uh, just the camaraderie just amongst the networks and uh, the content creators. You know, we've got, I mean, save a couple 
people here and there i mean we've got a very cool vibe amongst <laughs> all the content creators i mean Those you know it's a, <laughs> like, we all we all for the most part get along pretty well and it's a lot of fun and we're all in group chats together and we're doing different things and favors for each other and we're all willing to jump on everybody's shows and yeah no i mean it's a it's it's super it's just super cool to be a part of and i'm, I'm just thankful to be connected to you guys so yeah Absolutely. Uh, 100%. Some people like drama for no reason, but uh, we, we ain't about that. <laughs> it's, it's all love over here. Uh, <laughs> Carly. So I totally agree with you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel <it> <laughs> oh, man. Right. And we weren't talking about Charlie, though. Just no. Yeah, 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 I know you weren't talking. I know exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> Jake Jordan, uh, what's your final thoughts, bro? Uh, my final thought, obviously, this is an awesome show. I've never worked with you two guys before, obviously, but, you know, it was awesome, especially getting to chop it up and talk Bill's stuff. And, you know, we all have long off seasons ahead. We all have to, you know, produce content. You guys still need to go on vacation. So, you know, do that. But obviously, you know, it's awesome. And with the light of everything going on, one of the things is, and I always, I had a good show with Justice when we talked about it, especially when the Brian Flores stuff came out is you know, everybody just love each other. You know, not only is it just, you know, racism and stuff like that, but like even the content creation world, like we said, just, just love everybody, man. We're all, we're all here on this earth together doing stuff. It's the message always stays the same. Just love each other. Everybody remember that. 100%. Uh, we, and shout out to you, Jake, for uh, having that conversation on your platform. I think it was an important conversation. I think it's needed. And I definitely yeah, think it's always 100%. needed. So, so uh, very dope of you to, you know, put that out there. Um, and, and to, I appreciate you, you know, asking me from our perspective on the situation. Um, man, I wow. I just, it's, it's so surreal, you know what I mean, to, to have the just, I don't know, I don't know, man. Just I, I feel like this was just a great show. Um, I'm I'm super excited about this the new journey I'm going on, and I think I don't think there could have been a better start, man. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Uh, <laughs> I I really want to thank you three guys for coming on, man. Um, you guys are amazing. Uh, look at the comment section, everybody. Great show. Um, and and I 100 agree. Thank you guys. I love you guys. I love every got all of you guys uh, in the comment section. Thank you so much for your love and support as always. You know, every like, tweet, comment, subscription, everything. We appreciate it. Uh, this is the Bills and Buffalo Podcast Network. We appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good night. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.